What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. Oh, we were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. You're looking for a nice tonic to kind of wash down the bitterness of Super Rugby Pacific. We've got the competition for you. Hello, I'm Nick Vasiliev, and I'm joined once again by the wonderful Nathan Williamson. And this podcast, we're going to talk about the opening three rounds of the Super W, which has been an absolute joy to watch. Nathan, I don't know about you, but it's uh, there was a lot of excitement coming into this competition. There's a lot of you know, t- talk about you know the fact that girls are finally getting paid for their efforts, and the and the and the Wallaroos are finally getting full time contracts, and things are on the move. And I'll tell you what, it is showing because there has been a real progression in this competition so far. I couldn't agree with you more. It's just been a really, really fun competition to watch. You know, you, as you said, the level keeps getting better. We're seeing the competition rise as teams get better. You know, a growing international influence is only strengthening this as well. It's been a really good couple of weeks to start the season off. Absolutely. And honest to God, it has been the perfect tonic for uh, some of the underperformance of our Super Rugby side. So for anyone listening, full disclosure, go and check out all of these, uh, all of the games that have happened so far. There have been some, there's been some absolutely wonderful rugby. And let's, we're going to go through each team, uh, you know, to go team by team over the first opening three rounds examine who stood out to us, who are the players that we think could be bolters for, for Wallaroo test matches and uh, and caps later this year, and then also preview what's coming next. And I think the best place to start is with the current ladder leaders, uh, the New South Wales Waratahs, who are currently 3-0, and um, kicking off with big wins over the, you know, against the Western Force, overcoming a very strong Brumby side, which we'll get to. And then on the weekend, uh, in, in a rematch of the grand final last year, knocked over the Fijiana Drua, at Concord Oval, uh, which uh, was nice. First of all, really nice to be back at Concord Oval, and by the, the sounds of it, there was a decent crowd there. Natho, you must be over the moon how well this TARS team is doing. Matt, I keep saying, like, it's death taxes and the Waratahs women win, and that's what happens. Like, they're just, they've just been on fire this whole time. And when you look at the kind of – you look at that roster at the start of the year, you kind of wondered where this team was going. You know – Arabella McKenzie, no M Chancellor, no Laurie Kramer, Caitlin Leaney, like they're four really experienced Waratahs that have left the door. But you know what? They, you've got some really, some really influential players step up. Your likes of your, your, your Wallaroos, like your Piper Ducks, your Lane Morgans, your Cheech Barkers, these type of players, Maya Stewart, have all emerged as really key figures and have taken this game on. Like they, and, the best example of that was against the Fijians. And, you know, speaking to a couple of the Waratahs girls today, they, you know, they stressed the importance of, of defense. And when you look at how well they've played over the past three three weeks, it's been a hallmark of it, of just how they've, you know, really, you know, shored up their structures, shored up their systems and are using it as a weapon to then launch their own attack. Like, it's just been, it's been a joy to watch. Uh, one thing that has really impressed me um, is that it looks like they've done their homework in terms of particularly the back line. Uh, there is a lot more running rugby going on here. There's a lot more of a of an open style and working in broken play that is really uh, setting this this comp out. And the person that I want to shout out first is Ella Ryan. My God, like what an unbelievable find um, and what an unbelievable player 
just she looks absolutely fantastic. So dangerous with ball in hand. Um, is, is she? What? Who are the big bolters for you uh, so far in this Waratahs in this Waratahs squad? Who are we? Are we seeing any potential Wallaroo debutants? Again, remember the name, Caitlin Halls, the good sixteen-year-old at the back for the back for the Waratahs. Incredible, like generally one of the best talents I've seen at that age. She's so calm. She's so her distribution is incredible. Her kicking game is years beyond what she where she's kind of her stature. She looks so calm and yeah, as you know, going on to those chats. You know, your guy, girls like your Lane Morgans and Piper Ducks speaking to them today. They were just like we the maturity, her ability to read a game is just incredible for someone that that age. And yeah, I posed the question to Piper, being like, you know. If she if her name gets called in a month's time for that Fijian test, can she handle it? And she went absolutely. Like she's just got all the skills ready to shine. And for a sixteen year old, you you talk about those pathways of starting to get paid. You know, we saw the increase in Wallaroo's talent. She's number one. She's the type of person you get. She if you're of this belief that if you're good enough, you're old enough, and you watch her thrive because she could she could be this. A, a, not a pioneer, but just this shining light for the next generation to come. Just how good she's been playing this past, these opening three weeks. Out of curiosity, and I feel like now's a, probably a good time to talk about it before we, we dive into kind of the rest of the, of the teams. Um, do, how much of an influence do you think that, that, that the structure around the actual pay side of those things that we're starting to see might have had in terms of the overall level of the quality of the, of the, the, the actual competition because it feels like this the comp is actually, itself has taken just such a big step up i think it helps keeps players around that you don't see as big an exodus you know sure we lot saw mahali murphy and um pauline pillier russ and barley head to rugby league but you didn't see i saw a lot of that core cool Roots group stay you then couple that in with kind of the next gen of those maybe on the verge of seven selections that have come through next gen those that might have been on the verge of deciding between nrlw and super rugby stay you then look at the kind of our picky goals that you can bring in with, you know, the incentive of, hey, we can give you more rugby for more money. It just, it just, I think it's been, I think it's been a really influential thing in just building that competition, just building that depth. And particularly in those, you know, those big teams like your Waratahs and Reds, and you, we're really seeing the benefits of it now. Yeah, I think, agreed. It's like a, there's a timing thing. There's like, it, it, it actually giving, rewarding the girls for their efforts it's no longer just a case of 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 representative uh representative rugby it's the days of well you you actually the 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 days of professionalism are coming they're on they're on the way and uh you're going to see that in improved quality of athlete um as well and the fact that 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 there is actual a, a whole paying agreement as well gives the girls the time okay this is the time to actually start to invest in this and long may that grow Let's jump into second team. Uh, the other the other team currently that is uh, that is uh, still to drop a game, and that is of course the Queensland Reds, who have started off. Uh, they started off with a big again dem- demolition of the Melbourne Rebels. Um, they overcame a pretty strong Western Force side, which was a really entertaining game, one of the best games of the, of the season so far. And then they capped it off with a really great game against. Uh, the Brumbies um, in round three uh, in the weekend just gone. I do have questions about the Reds because I actually think for, uh, you know, for a side that here they've kind of like, I'm, I've been a bit disappointed that they haven't been able to pick up a title as of yet. Um, but you know, it's hard to beat a Waratah side in that form. First question, 
because I know that you know Tars are Tars are the leading pack right now. They have an upcoming game against them this weekend. Uh, do we see this red side first of all being able to contend it, and first of all grab that elusive first win against this Tar side? I can't say why not. You look at you look at their pack now. It's all of a sudden filled with that Wallaroo's experience. Girls coming back like Brianna Cheatham. Um, Shannon Parry's come back for another year. So like an Annabelle Cody, who I think has really come on in leaps and bounds this year. Uh, being able to bring someone like a Matty Shock off the bench as well to close out a game has been important. You then add further experience to that back line. Uh, Kiwi girls who I'll touch on a bit later. Like they have all the talent absolutely to turn those. And you look at the results last year, they would have, they would have been frustrated with how that semi-final went and that round six game into that semi-final where I think don't don't think I scored a point in in either of those games. Like it was a it was a tough couple of weeks for them. So you can have that added motivation. I think they'll be primed for a primed for a positive performance and really try and stun the Waratahs on in at Concord Oval this weekend. It's going to be a great game. I actually I'm really excited to see how it goes. And let's talk about the weapons in this in this side because I think it's also been a case of like you mentioned. I reckon there's a real rising tide lifting the lifting the ships happening here in Queensland uh, when you have that much Wallaroo experience. Um, the the big standout for me in the back line, Brianna Dascom, um, off the back of just those two fantastic um, tries uh, against the against the Brumbies over, over the weekend. Just such a fantastic individual brilliance, but just combining really, really well again in that broken play. And I think that's kind of been the thing that's really stuck out for me between the, the chasing teams and the and what I like to call the big three is that they know how to get it wide fast and they know how to work in broken play, which has really proven the difference for a lot of these sides. And they look there is a real maturity uh, to that to that Reds team. Who is a who's been sticking out for you? I'm gonna say I touched on the kind of the Kiwi influence, but someone like a Curry's Dallinger coming in at ten, like just someone come through the hurricane system, I believe, in our picky come over, it just added that further quality and a bit of direction when they were quite young in that that kind of aspect last year. Um, you know, it's just adding further quality that you they just really need and just in those key spine positions that again I, I think it's just really made such a difference as you know as you kind of mentioned on with with Daskam as well. You have you add her alongside of Cecilia Smith's coming in at twelve, all of a sudden you you've got some real weapons there that you can kind of that can take advantage of the great go for their their pack is getting. You can see the influence that Shannon Parry is having on that side as well, um, just in terms of the leadership role and the role that she's putting up. It's uh, it's really really fantastic, and I'm quite excited to see how how they'll go. Out of curiosity, let's let's talk about let's quickly talk touch on the you know Super Val Vicky as well because you know there's a lot of talk about the comps uh, starting to potentially merge in the future and discussing that. What do we think? Where do we think the what the Super Rugby our, our Super W team sit in comparison with that competition? Of course, you know we're still to win a, get a win against the against the Black Ferns, but there have been more and more games where we've shown that we're competitive. Um, do you think? Do you see a team teams at least like you know your Waratahs and your Reds and your Fijiana Drua challenging the likes of uh, of teams in Super Rugby Alpiki? I think they can certainly match them. And when you looked at when the Waratahs went over for that trial match, like that was far from a full strength Waratahs side as well. And they, they were competitive for periods of that game. I, th- I think the future is, I think it, honestly, it's probably the same difference between the Australian and New Zealand Super Rugby teams. Like 
they've probably you look at that, that Chiefs team is pretty pretty ferocious when that how they kind of attract attacked it outside of that final. Um, um, the Matatia Matawa side is also just stacked full of talent as well, stacked full of those those Blackburn World Cup heroes. Like, I think that they're still probably a step ahead, but it's, it'd be more competitive than what I think people expect. So, I think that's going to be the future. I mean, when you consider for all that's made about Super W and how we want to see that expand, the reality is it's actually longer than what our, our picky is. So, I think it just makes sense that you kind of expect. I think your future is putting those competitions together and really seeing, really get, getting an answer of how, how do they actually sit? So I think, I think it'd be a lot more competitive than people think, but I think there's still Kiwis are just maybe just a leg or two in front at this stage, but that'll get solved all in time. Yeah. And you know, it'll help by the fact that you've got teams like the Fijiana draw in there as well, which is uh, looking really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, they're currently sitting in third um, in the comp right now. Uh, First loss, I actually realised this is their first loss in the entire tournament history that they had over the weekend against the Waratahs. Yeah, ever. We, um, and I think it's also clear, a, a lot of folk, you know, there's only, there's not many players uh, returning. Uh, I think there's only nine from the from yeah. the, from the the squad that won it last year. First of all, why is that? What's What what has happened there? The perils of having a successful team is a lot of these players become available for or attract interest from other clubs or competitions. You look at the force, they picked up a couple of players. The Reds picked up, might have picked up one or two. Like, it's, it's one of those things. You, as soon as you start building successful teams, your players all of a sudden get kind of attached. Yeah. Not attached, but they get kind of poached and taken too. You know, your big premiership clubs and your these these places in France. Like, it's going to be... It's it's yeah it's it's a, it was always gonna be tough to kind of replace it and when you're kind of seeing news now that um one of the, one of the best better wingers um Vitalina Nyakora is apparently out for the season with an injury like that's gonna mm. be another massive load to fill so they're, they're it's gonna be an uphill battle for them but if you know if anyone's shown they can they can do it it's the it's the Fiji on the draw yeah and I I think you're already seeing it at the women's in the national team. Uh, in the quality of how, of how of how great their depth has been, and you know, it, it, for all intents and purposes, I still think it's it's really been a great season. This this the this you know come up, talent that's coming through the ranks um, is really showing that it's got plenty of fight in it. It picked up a really great you know uh, a really good win against the Brumbies in in Nandy, and then it put on a, a big you know commanding performance against the Rebels. Um, probably in a, very much in, a, in the same way that the men beat the Rebels the same day, um, just uh, really pushing the game out to a lead and then weathering the storm at the end um, of the Rebels fighting back. Uh, but I think there are so many, like just the running rugby ability of these of a lot of these players um, and, and some names of whom I will now completely butcher. Um, but you know uh, the the kicking ability of Tanani is is absolutely amazing. Um, Vitalina Nakore is absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, and just the, I'm just seeing so many Fijiana like national players just playing right now. It is looking like just such a promising, exciting squad. 100%. It's just, it's going to be exciting to see who that now steps up with some of those players out and really makes a name for himself over these next three to four weeks. So with that in mind, we have our top three. We have our big three, our, our real pace setters in the comp. 
Um, I was really excited. I think we talked a few weeks back and uh, we were mentioning with Josh, I was really excited to see who the big, who would the bolters kind of be in that chasing pack. Um, and I have been really impressed with the, with the, you know, the teams that are coming through the ranks um, and the teams that are starting to look and challenge in fourth place currently, you know, with that qualification for the semifinal position is the Western force who uh, started off. First of all, they had a, a big loss to the Waratahs um, at Sydney football stadium. Um, then kind of overcame, a, you know, put in a really solid improved performance against the Queensland Reds and progressed really, really well. Um, and then finally they grabbed uh, their first W, I think, since 2019 uh, with a win over the Melbourne Rebels, 13-5, um, to 5, um, which I think is a real, real critical moment in their season. So where are we sit- Where are we finding the force sitting at right now? Because they did a lot of recruitment. They did a lot. There was a lot of planning going into this season. And, of course, Rome wasn't built in a day, but there are so many great players. Let's talk about how amazing Matteelli is. Oh my God, she is so good. I, lo- I just such a force. Unbelievable. Like, oh, the pun. <laughs> that's just something like, again, that a power couple, a definition of right there with, again, with Manasa. Like, that's just freakish the way she's come on from. Again, another, another one of these people come over from our picky as well. Just an absolute, absolute terror. Like, just gets the ball and just bumps off tackles at will. Is just a real X factor that you just got to feed the ball and just let her do her business. Like she's just a wonder to watch. Not only that, just but the whole side as well looks like in the past with a lot of these, you know, with the with the clubs like your Rebels and your Brumbies that uh, still had very much developing programs. It was often the case that they would show a lot of fight and competition for a good fifty to sixty minutes of the game and then fall away. But that game against the Reds, I was just really impressed with the fact that this side was able to really stick at it and play a full, complete performance um, and a full 80-minute game and challenge the likes of other Wallaroos and more experienced players. Do we see, first and foremost, do you see the force make uh, taking up that final position? Because I do think there is one other contender in there that has been looking mighty dangerous. And I think I know, I, I think we'll get to him next, but I... It's put it this way, it's going to come down to that final game if we're on the same page here. I think they have the quality to Like, you're starting to see those combinations, Joe, which, which, again, and getting that first win on the board against the Rebels, as you said, it's been a couple of years since they've kind of tasted victory, you know, learning how to do it again. And, yeah, you're seeing those international players really start to kind of step up. You know, Japanese um, prop, Kashiwagi, uh, Atlanta level here in the in, at Hooker as well. Another Kiwi import, you know, Mac Leonard, getting more familiar with the combinations. I, I, you know, having only just come back from England, like there's real quality that's just starting to form and just starting to gel with you know, Comoray at twelve. Like it's it's gonna be look, it's gonna be a tough task this week against the draw. That's no doubt about that. But I really see that. I really see them. You know, in the current position, we can absolutely finish fourth and all of a sudden really test whoever ends up finishing first. As we saw against the Reds, they have a real ability to frustrate teams and just kind of drag them into the type of game plan they want to play. So I, I can't say, no reason why I can't finish fourth and really kind of shock a couple of teams. Well, they're definitely playing like these, this next fortnight, particularly for them is going to be so interesting. And like, I'm waiting for one of the days that one of this, one of these chasing pack teams knocks off the likes, a, a Fiji team or a Queensland team or a Waratahs team. 
And I do think this this upcoming match this weekend uh, at UWA Sports Park against the Drury is going to be such an interesting game to watch. If the the Brumbies were able to keep this Drury side within five, um, I think the Force very much have it in their ability, especially at home, to to find a way to win this game and to find a way to challenge this game. So that scalp is coming. That scalp is coming. I could feel it against any of those. It's only sides. a matter of time. Mm. Only a matter of time. Yeah. And on the subject of that, let's talk about this Brumbies side. Oh my god. Wow. Probably one of the best O and three sides out there. Oh my right. god. <laughs> um if we're talking about who wins the big improver of the year, this Brumby side is unbelievable. I have been utterly floored at how it is night and day. Can like the growth this season has been outstanding. First, when... first and foremost, sh- shout out Scotty Faber. Yes. He's again what a, he's again got to spend some time with him in New Zealand during that World Cup. Firstly, a great bloke, but you can see how good of a coach he's just become as well. Like he generally cares about this Brumby side and generally has developed a game plan that really suits some of their weapons and is bring the best out of these players. Mm. I was genuinely shocked after that first game against the Drua because you're playing in Fiji um, at you know a pretty uh, a pretty packed park in Nandi. It's a tough place to play at the best of times. Um, to the, the fact that they only went down by five points and grabbed a losing bonus point for their efforts, I thought was really really impressive. And then they come out against uh, the Waratahs and uh, were in that game the whole way. Uh, as well, going down 13-24. And then again against the Reds the following week with, uh, you know, even though the scoreline of 20-10 to uh, suggests, you know, more than a converted try, but there is something to that side. The fact as well that, you know, they were the first to score. They were 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 on... Up up 10-0. Yeah, they they were up up 10-0. I'm sorry, 10-3. Sorry, I can't do math. (laughs) <laughs> but it was not a math pod not a math pod not a math pod we don't know how to do the math but just the competitiveness for the entire games has been just impressive to see but also scoring points knowing where to to challenge and push uh you know the only thing that has stopped them from winning games is again just in that ability to get it wide and in broken play but also just shout out the pack that pack is so competitive and has been so strong. Um, and that set piece has been so uh, impressive. It has been really an absolute privilege to watch that side. And I am, you know, really excited as that, you know, they've got the Rebels this weekend, which is a very winnable game. They probably go into that match as favourites um, for it. And then this clash that I think you and I are both alluding to uh, as the, as a game that you, that is basically a playoff fourth with the Western Force up against the ACT, um, you know, against the Brumbies. I think this is going to be the most exciting match of the whole comp. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, it's not... going to be such a good build-up to it. I love it. And again, a couple of those Brumbies, shout out. Amy Rule coming over. We mentioned her. Adds so much talent and depth to that side. Like, just like a casual black fan coming over and being like, you know what? Let's, I'm a professional now. Let me, I can take this opportunity up to go play for the Brumbies and, you know, test my luck. Say, mm. say what Australian rugby's like. And she adds so much to that pack. Yeah. On, you look at someone from a, who's probably on the complete other scale, other side of the scale in terms of experience, um, for Talia Maleka, the full, I've absolutely butchered it. I'm so bad at pronunciation. I apologies, but we will get, we yeah, will get better. We will get better. We will get better. <laughs> but again, one of those people that played in that rising stars, um, 
team for the Aeon next gen. He's come back, looks a whole lot, a whole much more confident at the back. It's been kind of thrown into different situations, thrived for him. So there's plenty to like about this Brumby side with um with Pessy Pilot leading from the front as well, in terms of in, in, that, in that center position. Yeah, definitely, and it's. It just again the 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 results and the and the and the the skill set that has been brought in there has just been such a privilege to watch and I do see them being a real challenge a thorn in the side for some uh, for some teams come finals um, and I really hope they actually like I've I've just been so impressed with them I think they're it's really great to see just how well that team is doing and it, the the wins haven't been there yet but God they look close. They look close, and it is such a a contrast compared to just last year. I'm 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 hyped. I'm super hyped. It's been awesome. It's been yeah. absolutely awesome. Um, we'll finish off down uh with the Melbourne Rebels, um, who are currently none none and three, um, as well at the bottom of the ladder. Um, I think there's it, it's been an interesting progression with this team because uh, at the start of the season, of course, they had that very tough game. Um, against the Queensland Reds, where they were the first to admit that their discipline, especially in the second half, was not good. Um, going down, you know, forty-three to zip. Um, that game against the against the Drua, similarly, again, the, the Drua really kicked on in that first half. But there was a lot of positives, I reckon, for that team uh, to for the for the Rebels to really take away from going down thirty-nine twelve in in Suva. And then uh, next up, they, I mean, they go down against the Force. Um, but I will say I was real. I still thought this was a really interesting game, and probably the closest. I think of of all the sides, uh, the Rebels are probably still the team that is looking to produce that complete eighty minute performance. But in saying that, that that Force game was the closest they've come because they were in it for the whole game, which was really positive to see. Where do you think the Rebels sit right now? I think they're just at that stage where they're still trying to put the pieces together. You know, they're not at the same stage. They don't have the international signings of a Western force. They don't have that as much Wallaroos experience as a Brumbies. They're still trying to kind of build from within. So they might be, you know, six to 12 months behind a couple of these sides. But it's, you know, I think there's plenty of positives that come out. There's a couple of shining lights just kind of want to highlight, you know, someone like a Mirai Clifford, who I, yes. I think I, I talked about at the start of the, when, when we're doing a little preview to this. Coming over from AFLW looks incredible. Just adds another dimension to that wing. And um, Chanel Kikas-Skipper at the back as well. It's just a one-two punch that's really kind of starting to find those combinations, starting to feel a bit more comfortable. And you you saw those kind of the fruits of that label in that Fiji game and leading into that force game. So I think they've got the pieces that they're just trying to build around. It's just about kind of building that pack up a little bit more potentially around our Ash Masters you know, I think she started the first game at blindside flanker. Has been moved mm. back to hooker, thank goodness, for the part, in that last couple of weeks. <laughs> like you just you build around your Wallaroos captain with a couple of other pieces, and I think this team's going to be in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely, and I do think the there is a really great opportunity here to uh, get a measure of themselves this weekend uh, against the Brumbies. Um, I think this is a, still a winnable game for them. It's going to be a challenging game um, to play in Canberra. Um, and particularly, as mentioned, you know, we've been really impressed with this Brumbies side. So I reckon there is there is plenty to uh, to keep a watch on and enjoy. But there is, I'm so glad that you you bring up Mia Ray Clifford, and I actually reckon that there is a really great opportunity considering 
you know, how much, uh, you know, I remember we had, when we had Dylan on and we talked about uh, the growth of the women's, uh, of the support of that women's team as a collective um, over the last couple of years uh, in, in the Rebels camp or in the Rebel, uh, at the, at Rebels HQ. I'm really excited to see, you know, where they can go with it. And if they can pull over more converts from, you know, the, those players in, in, you know, your AFLWs and equivalent, there is so much, there would be so much great talent there. And you'd see that Rebel side turning around really, really well. There's still a lot of positives to take for this Rebel side. I think there's a lot of positives to take. 100%. I think they've shown that they're heading in the right direction. And that's all you really want to see from them. Like it's, I just said, trying to attract, tra- attract more of that talent, get them across. You know, if you can see how well Ray Clifford's kind of come come through, hopefully that can kind of attract maybe some of those girls in the fringes, get them across, and you all of a sudden just really add to that depth on that side. Mm-hmm. So uh, as a final point, we've got, you know, uh, round four and five coming up. Um, Brumbies are, re- uh, are playing the Rebels this weekend. Tars are playing the Reds, which is going to be a great game to watch at Concord. And then the Western Force will welcome the Fijiana Drua uh, to UWA Sports Park over in the West. Um, I'm really curious because we've got, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline for the Wallaroos. First of all, the fact that the, they're playing a, a game against the Fiji team uh, at Allianz Stadium on May 20th, as well as the Pacific Four series that is coming up um, as well. So my final question, Nath, which is a difficult question and an impossible question, who is the bolter that you're most excited to see make this Wallaroo side from Super W so far? I think I've already led, led my, showed my hand. Um, Catelyn Halls, I want to say, I, I, all the talks on Jorgensen, Suali'i, all these like young guns coming through, I want to see what she can do at a, at a test level. She just looked, again, the, the tough, I think this week's going to be K1. Probably no Maya Stewart, given the knock she copped last week. Mm. So she's there's going to be more responsibility on her. But if she can all of a sudden back it up against Queensland and puts in a good performance, like there's two of the best sides in Super W, she's just kind of – she handled herself against. That's a tick in my book that she can really step up and take that test level. And I'm not quite sure the status of those girls in the Premier, Premier 15 in England. But, you know, you'd usually play a Laurie Kramer at the back if, you know, she's still over there. Give her a shot against Fijiana. Why not? Let's just mm. let's position her as this next generation of talent. Really, you know, you look at role models, you look at the the, the pathways and for younger kids to aspire to. How about some of their own age just all of a sudden coming onto an international stage and braining international teams? Yeah, that's what I, I want to say. I think that's a it's a good that's a really really great pick. I'm really I, I know you we mentioned Stuart being out, which has not been good to see, but I know that she's been on the fringes for a really long time, and every single time she has got the ball, she is really impressed. Um, I think she's got really fantastic uh, potential, you know, to to excel in broken play, and combining her with Wong on the other side or or, or equivalent in that in that back line just. Uh, Oh, I'm excited. That that excites me. Just seeing those weapons start to emerge and seeing the the who that who will be inspired by this particular team. There is so much to 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 look forward to, and I am really really excited. It has honestly been the the best palate cleanser checking out Super W. Um, and if you haven't, I strongly recommend you go and check out some some of the games on Stan Sport. Um, they're honestly fantastic. Nathan, cheers for this uh, quick little little chat about the about this fantastic little comp that's kicking along. And yeah, girls are doing it better. Yeah. Pure and simple. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely get behind it. You know, if you're a suffering Rotals fan like me, it's nothing like <laughs> watching a, a winning side. And again, anyone who's around Concord on Sunday, get down to it and watch it. Like it's gonna be a great new facility as well. It's gonna be a great watch. And you mm. know, 
it even for those semi-finals in two weeks' time. Like, it's going to be some real high-quality action. And again, I implore people get down and watch it. It's going to be. Are you looking for just some some great high-quality rugby? Look no further. Yeah, the girls are coming, and I'm excited. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there, we're not going to run a Martin, are we? <laughs> Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff? <laughs>